This podcast is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, and it's also proud to be from Texas. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And on to this, Conan, destined to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. This is the Two B T Two B T podcast. Daddy, Dave, and Steve are awesome. My niece said I was lit. Made me feel kind of cool. I was like, whoa. I don't really know what that means, but they they officially said that that I was lit, so it made me feel like um, I've got a little bit like street, good. Like I feel like I've got a little bit of street cred or something what like was that. It with my, like the, one of my nieces said I have low key style. Low key style? But like you're dressed like Loki? Or like no, like low yeah. key. What was the phrase? It was like low key style. You think she was like insulting you? No, I think oh, it was okay. a compliment. Oh, okay. She said her roommate had low, reminded her, for some reason, me, and I don't know what it means. Yeah. But I took it as a compliment. Don't, don't look at me. Low key. Yeah. I can't write to ask my wife. I can't remember what it was. Low key. It was a compliment. I mean, sounds awesome. Like I would take it as a compliment, but you never can tell what the. It could have been that I'm disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, is that like saying I'm, I'm my? I don't even know. <laughs> right? It does make you wonder. It's like, uh, my, okay. My, my oldest daughter keeps coming up with phrases. She comes home with these phrases, and I just, I'm just, I don't care. I'm yeah. not keeping up with it. And the funny thing is, she'll bring come home using phrases. That are thirty years old, acting like they're brand new, and I'm like, you're not even yeah. using that right. Y'all are y'all are. <laughs> you realize this, what you're doing? You're butchering this phrase. You, it used you to be so cool. It. it used to be cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should flip the script on all the kids. I've started and doing like, that and like be like, oh my god, I can't believe you're using that. I can't say it anymore. That's now that the term is now lame. Yeah. You have made that term like officially uncool. And what's this okay boomer thing that's going around? What? Have you seen this? It's huh. a very a big controversy. Okay boomer. I saw a couple oh. of comic artists say like, well, you want to insult a boomer? Boomers yeah. I knew could they could they could make their own food. They could harvest, cut down a tree, and build a house. And that's no, you're, you're insulting boomers. You no, know, they couldn't. My, my, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not getting involved. Yeah, in it. I don't understand like, it. But it's like these out of nowhere. All of a sudden, okay, now we're mad about this. Yeah. And now we're going to be mad about this. Yeah. And young people are mad at old people. My daughter is so upset with old old people. Oh what we are. You judge us so harshly. And I just look at her. I'm like, you don't judge us constantly. Yeah. Every time I turn around, you're saying critical about us, but yeah. we can't say you're full of crap half the time. Oh no. I, that's why I just, I just stand back and watch, man. It's stupid. I just stand back and watch. And not like I, I, I did see a meme that was, uh, oh, it showed like an old person going against a young kid. And it's, of course, like the, the boomers against the millennials. Yeah. And it had like a ring around it. Like they're fighting, like, you know, old school, like high school fight or elementary school fight where the kids would get around in a ring or whatever and like cheer or whatnot. This was like, 
you had the boomers on, on the boomer on one side and the millennial on the other side, and it was just surrounded by Gen Xers just going like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was what it said: Gen X, Gen X, Gen X. Is like, yeah, that's about right, dude. I just stand off to the side well, and just go like, okay, well, you guys like, can argue. It's like Paul, my buddy Paul, said his reaction to it was, look, I there's people much older than me that I've learned a lot of from and appreciate, and there's people even younger than me that I've learned things from. So. And then the, then the other side of it is like, they're just everybody else's jerks. Oh, yeah. So there's this whole, it's always made up controversy, it seems like. Oh, Let's, dude. It's, it, and that's exactly what it is. It's all a division tactic. Divide and conquer, man. That's all it is. That's my thought on it. That's the reason why I don't ever get into politics because I'm just like, look, dude, like it's all a tactic to divide everybody. And divert your attention from Exactly. Divert your attention from what actually is what's going on. You know, oh, let's throw this little piece of information out. Just get everybody pissed off and riled up. Hold on just a second. I'll be right back. Pause. And we're back. And we're back. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to 2BT. I'm David. I'm Michael. Yeah, we're your San Steve. Your, your conspiracy theory podcast. Yeah, right. Your conspiracy. Theory. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, except yeah. when I am. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a realist. And that's really what's going on, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, that's really what's going on. We'll divide your attention to these. And the news outlets do nothing but help. Do nothing but help the whole fact that, yeah, I'm not getting into it. No, I'm sure there's better, more interesting things we can talk about. Yeah, I just listen to NPR. If I want news, I go to NPR. You listen to that left-wing liberal (laughs) nonsense. (laughs) I I love NPR. I love NPR. I love anything from the BBC. I love anything. Yeah. I love... I love a lot of looking at a lot of foreign news because they give you perspective how they look at us instead of what being pushed from. Because I mean, there are you know agendas in different publications and different stations. Yeah, it's just a fact. Oh yeah, no. It, but when you see when you go and look at Al Jazeera <laughs> and see what they're writing, or you know you go look at the London papers, French papers, whatever, English translations available. Yeah, you can see how. They see us and what they see happening here. Yeah. I just wish, I want to know what's in the air, in the water, or in the food, whatever it is that's like making everything so volatile now. Cause it's not even just here. It's Never. multiple places all over the world. Like I was li- listening to NPR today and they were talking about, uh, uh, crap happening in India because there's, uh, uh, the Supreme Court in India had ruled on this one territory belonging, belonging to the Hindus. And the Muslims were upset because they were like, it belongs to us. Yeah, and the yeah. Hindi are like, no, it belongs to us. And the Supreme Court ruled for the Hindi. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so now like all this crap is happening and there's been people indicted for making social media posts and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh wow! What the yeah, hell? Thank like God going we're in America? Yeah, exactly, man. Like, hmm. I, whenever whenever you hear things like that, you're like, man, you don't realize just exactly how awesome you got it. Yeah, that you can post whatever you want to, say whatever you want to, without having to ha- worry about repercussions of somebody coming to your house, knocking on your door, saying, "Well, you made this comment on, you know, Insta book. We're gonna take you. We're gonna and- need you to step inside this van." And yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it happened in a place like Iran. I mean, Anthony Bourdain visited some people. The lady 
was married to a guy. He, I think he wasn't a native born in Iran, but he was living there as a journalist. Yeah. Of some sort, something like that. And Bourdain just sat down and, uh, and they didn't know who Anthony Bourdain was. And it aired, the show aired, and it was pretty tame, but he ended up spending like six months to a year in prison. Holy Being crap. detained after that aired because they wanted to know what exact, because they didn't understand exactly what was going on. Oh, yeah. Like, are you working against us? So they detained Anthony Bourdain? No, not they, oh, okay. no. Oh, God, no. So, oh, okay, God, no. Say, no, but the, the, one of the people he talked to. Oh, okay. Um, and that's not huge repression. I mean, I could, you could go sit down and talk to Adam about something in his documentary and it could go up on YouTube or something. This, these people over there, they could go to prison. Yeah. Do more than go to prison. Oh, yeah, lose probably their heads. Get, yeah. yeah. Lose, lose, you know, <laughs> become a lot lighter from the shoulders up. Yeah. Oh, we're getting too serious, man. I know it, right? We gotta, we gotta lighten it up. Let's lighten it up a little bit. I have absolutely nothing to talk about except for like, dude, like, I've been working a ton of overtime, which is kind of good because in the past three weeks, I've had a water leak in my house, Uh had to buy a new battery for Mm -hmm. my truck, and then I also had a flat on my truck. So like, all of that is all hit. But I'm also buying like lots of cool Star Wars stuff and all like this crap. Yeah, you are. So. I walked into the, yeah. we're out on the porch again, three weeks in a row on the porch. Yeah. Somebody's got something running over there. That's driving me up the wall, dude. I don't Sounds know what like that is. Sounds like a vacuum cleaner. It does. But why are they running it outside is what I want to know. You want to go find out? No. Cause that means I got to talk to my neighbors and I really don't want to do that. No. Like that dude is cool. I like that guy over there. Yeah. yeah. I walked into the Echo Base room, yeah. the museum back there. And I was like, oh, there, that's a new box. That's a new thing. What the heck is that big giant bobblehead thing? Yeah. Just working a lot, dude. And well, you got to reward yourself. Yeah. Whenever I work a lot, that's what I do. I see something cool and I'm like, I'm going to get that. And so that's what happens. Like the comic there. I've got book one and two. I got that and I was really kind of disappointed. I bought it online from like a sale from the Imperial Commissary. It's a Facebook group. And I only gave 10 bucks for it. So I can't really complain. Ten bucks, it's beat up. It's very beat up, man. It's in fact, it's a lot worse condition than what I thought it was going to be in. Like I was expecting, maybe a little bit better. Like the pictures looked a little bit better. I'm still happy that I now have it. I've got the complete run of those three giant size books, but I want a better version. I want a better version of all three. But right now, what I've got, I'm happy with. Heck yeah! I mean, I'd be happy with it. Ten, and I'd pay ten bucks for this. Oh yeah, it's uh the interior's fine. Oh yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, the interior's wasn't getting, great. It wasn't shown the most love. Yeah. The, the cover is seen a Ooh, lot better days. That was before they knew <laughs> the, the, that's, big, uh, yeah, the big kiss scene that's in, in gross. The books between, between <laughs> Luke and Leah. Ah, I know it, man. Yeah. Wow. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. They did not. I don't know if they had that firmly written in the story or shared that when they, at the time quit. That's. Those are awesome. Yeah, right. Two fifty for one hundred and fourteen pages. That's yeah, Howard shaking art again on the cover. Oh yeah, and that's nineteen seventy eight prices. Whitman. That would have been uh, pretty pricey though, wouldn't it? Oh god, yeah. Is your claw stuck in the freaking? You better pause. Yeah. Pause for the pause claw. All right, and we're back from unpause for the pause for the pause. pause. Cat was. That's what. That's what I was screaming at to stop just a second ago was the cat was over there scratching on the downspout on the rain gutter. I couldn't think of the word. And, uh, 
there at like the seam, it got its claw stuck in it. So <sighs> had to pause to go help a little critter out. And that's why I was yelling quit because it was making it, scratching on it, causing it to squeal. I doubt that y'all can hear it, so don't worry about it. But anyways, back to... Just looking at this, though, and now you're making me want to find them. Yeah, dude. I'd like to just sit and read these, but when they're in that shape, it scares me. Yeah, it is, man. I mean, like I said, I got that just just to have it. So, And like I said, the interior is still very nice. The printing is still really nice, except for that front cover, man. It looks like it's had some water spilled on it. It's got a big tear on it, you know. They're yeah, down at the bottom yeah. corner, but it's still cool. I can, I can say I've got all three, which makes me happy. I was wanting to, I was wanting to. I don't know what it is. I dig the giant size books. They're cool. Yeah, I like yeah. them too. I know Marvel. I think did a few of just their characters like that or whatever. I think they were like treasure size or well they did the conan savage sort of conan oversized oh, okay stuff and they had a lot there's others too yeah yeah i'm not the authority on the i was about to say i'm sure the dudes from nerdy legion right now are pulling their hair out going oh, like, no, oh they, my god no there's how a, do you not know this i know conan because i've had i actually collect those yeah i knew and, that yeah so what was it that got you into collecting Conan? I don't know if I've ever asked you dude that. i don't even know i just know i grew was up was it the movies from back in the day i had it? the comic yeah. When I was little, I would get, I got some, and I didn't, we didn't, I never knew a comic shop existed where we lived. Uh, only comics I got was from the spinner rack of the Piggly Wiggly. And my mom would every once in a while would let me, hey, go get something. And, you know, really early yeah. on, I'd just get the books. I'd get Spider-Man, I'd get Batman and Conan. Yeah. And, you know, I even remember getting a Digest Conan. It's like a smaller version, like the, do the Archie Digest. You used oh, to yeah. Get, and uh, I remember reading it because it was packed with a lot of extra pages. And I like reading it. I remember reading it on a road trip to visit some relatives in like Louisiana, Arkansas. And oh, I was wow. looking at it and it had the word winch. <laughs> and he said he calls some lady a winch. Yeah. And I'm like, what's a winch? <laughs> she and, my dad, and my dad's like, it's what you put on the front of a truck to pull something out of the mud. I'm like, okay. Okay. That's cool. That's like the best. That's like the best. Dude, that, 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 like, that answer, like, sums up it, your day. It worked for me. It worked for dude, seven year old Michael. Little, little seven year old Mike. Dude, that, that's just, just <laughs> I mean, he, freaking he was great. fine with it. I just loved it. And then the movies came out. Yeah. And I would, I only, I never saw them in the theater, but I liked that, you know, me, fantasy. And oh, God, I was yeah. reading, um, early on. I was, I've, so, like the Lloyd Alexander Chronicle of Pride, and I was buying these other books that we'd get at Kmart. I'd get a book every once a month or every two months. They'd let me get a book from the rack at Kmart. Oh, yeah. And they had all fantasy, uh, some books there that I would get and read. And then, then I discovered Tolkien and later on discovered that Robert E. Howard existed and actually created a guy from here from Texas that I want to go to his house and cross plains and visit the museum where he lived and died. Yeah. I don't know. I just fascinated. Oh, he was the creator of Conan. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. He um, they have a they have a they have a Conan days or whatever every year. Yeah, and we're gonna go someday. All right. They have it's like a week long or three day long thing. Dude, People let me know. I'm down. Country. That they sounds cool. Barbecue and uh, cool stuff. Yeah. And well, it's like oh, uh, Robert Rodriguez owns a lot of that. Uh, Frank, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Frazetta. Yeah, 
Frank Cazetta art, yeah. artwork, and there's supposed to be a uh, uh, museum down in Austin yeah, of so. Frank Frazetta I'd love to go see that, Oh, too. God, yeah, dude. Because uh, whenever I think Conan, whenever I think Conan, yeah. I automatically think Arnold. Frank Frazetta. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because that's what kind of, there was a huge resurgence, uh, I guess it was in the 70s, Yeah, when they started doing all the reprints of the Conan stories and L. Sprague de Camp and Lynn Carter would take stories and change them, or stories that Howard hadn't finished, or stories he'd written for different characters, because he had uh, Solomon Kane, uh, Cole the Conqueror, all these other characters, and uh, they would like rewrite things, okay, and put it out, and then then they started putting out the Frazetta covers, and come on, you see that cover? Oh God, yeah. And you're a 13 year old boy, you're like, <laughs> I need this. That's who I want to be like. Oh God, you know? yeah. Yeah, and plus he's also got some barbarian winch hanging onto his leg, probably or yeah. something like that, you know, where he's carrying her like out of the the mist of like doom or something, you know. Yeah, so that's that's me and my history with Conan, and then I started reading their originals. Yeah, uh, I got the, there's some really good, uh, and then I started reading. So I started reading the Howard stories, and they're so much different than. A lot of the early Marvel books were basically just complete. Like when Roy Thomas wrote the first Conan issues for Marvel. Yeah. They basically, he was taking the story almost word for word and like quotes and everything from it. No. Oh. So basically it was Robert, it is Robert E. Howard's Conan, but you know, some of the, way the depictions might be a little bit off. Okay. In my, in my, and that was in like, uh, the seventies. Yeah. But Co- was, was that in like comic book form? Comic book form. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Marvel, uh, Conan saved Marvel in the seventies. Oh, really? Marvel, yeah. So was that, so was Conan originally done as a comic book then? No, or? it was a short story. Oh. In the 1930s. <gasps> oh, okay. Son of a. Yeah, God, I didn't know that. We should talk about. Well, I wasn't prepared. I can do a whole thing about Conan Dude, and let's Robert do it, Howard. I, I honestly have nothing right he now. He was a young guy, uh, wanted to be a writer. He, you know, H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, he was. Uh, they were friends. Oh, really? They never met. Yeah, Lovecraft <sighs> had a whole so like circle pen of people. Pal type pen pal. Yeah, he yeah. wrote people. They all wrote each other. The circle of writers. Clark Ashton Smith is another one. A lot of these people are people no one knows, but Lovecraft and Robert E. Howard are the two big ones. Okay. And they were friends. And, you know, uh, Howard even wrote some Lovecraftian stories set in the universe because they would share yeah. stuff like this. Um, I don't know. I'm just fascinated about all that kind of stuff. The stories of Conan, he's not this, this muscle bound dumb idiot. Like they, he's not the barbarian like what he's depicted in, in like, he was Conan the, the Sumerian. Yeah. He was a northerner. He came from like almost like the setting would be like the Viking land. Yeah. Cold, harsh. And whenever he would say, he never, you don't pray to Krom because Krom doesn't keep their Conan was raised knowing that you don't pray and ask Krom for nothing because the only thing Krom is going to promise you is a whole cold, hard death. (laughs) That was their God. And so he, they were tough people living in the toughest conditions. And then he got this desire to leave Samaria. Yeah. And. He ends up traveling all around. And that the beautiful thing about it is Howard was writing these stories. The first story he wrote, Conan was already king of Aquilonia. Okay. He's old. Old <clears throat> Conan. Because we've been waiting for this movie where Schwarzenegger's going to play old Conan. Yeah. Well, it's probably never going to happen, but I'd love to see it because that oh, was the, the first way it began. The most recent uh, Jason Aaron run on Marvel Comics begins with Conan being a king already. Anyhow... He goes out, and it's a perfect setup because he could then go to the next story. He could be when he was a kid, um, learning 
how to be a thief, or he could be a mercenary, or he could be a general in an army in another country. He could be a pirate. Yeah. He could be anything. That's pretty cool. Because Conan was really, really smart. Yeah. And he was skilled with a blade. He was like the ultimate kind of cool hero, but he also was kind of didn't really care that much about anybody else. Also, he yeah. was an independent guy. He wasn't like... He wasn't like a team player necessarily, unless there was something in it for him. It wasn't like Conan had his crew of buddies that followed him around all over the place. Him and Aragorn would not have got along too well because <laughs> he didn't respect. He didn't respect you just because you're a king. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like does. Conan was just like the big middle finger guys. Like, oh wait, what? Oh, and he didn't care about like sword and sorcery. That's what this kind of writing was. And even Tolkien read the Conan stories before. Oh, really? these predated oh, Lord of the Rings. I did not know that. And he enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, but Conan, when it came down to like magic and sorcery and stuff, if it bleeds, it'll die. If I can kill it, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you can summon up. If, if I can get my sword into it, I'll kill it. Yeah. Like he wasn't intimidated by all the magics and all that stuff. I don't know. I just like that kind That's of That's really cool, though. Like, it's kind of neat. Like, I, I never would have thought that those stories originated, like, back in the 30s. I thought it started... Here in Texas. Well, I thought it started as, uh, you know, the comic, you know, that with Marvel. I thought that's where it got its beginning from. So whenever you said that it was created by <coughs> the, uh, Howard... Robert uh, E. Howard, Robert yeah. E. Howard. Whatever you said it was created by Robert E. Howard and all like that, and I was like, oh, well, cool. That's pretty neat. And then come to find out, oh, well, he was... Created by a dude here in Texas. I was like, oh, well, that's even cooler. Yeah, you know, because- in his life. I mean, that's what he spent his life here in Texas. Yeah. Um, his father was a country doctor, the, you know, the old kind that would go around. Yeah, they moved around. He, uh, he came up with the idea of Samaria and all. I think he was down in the hill country of near San Antonio. Really? And he was sitting out one morning and this came to him. Huh. This poem about the Hyborian age. That's where he came up with this uh, set. Our, this is kind of what, got the, our first time we ever talked about Conan is when we started talking about, sort of getting into the deeper history of civilizations when we went down to the Graham Hancock rabbit oh, hole. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. He, he, in his head, he's like, why couldn't there be an older history that we just have forgotten about? So here it is. He created it. And he created the Sumerians yeah, then? Yeah. But That's, Samaria was a real place. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I was about to say, cause I always just he kind of assumed. The, he has the Picts. Um, he's got, you know, and you know, there's racist stuff in some of the early stories because everybody yeah. was a racist back then. Uh, oh, God. And I don't forgive that, and I don't absolve it. And I, no, you know. exactly. It's just something that you deal with whenever you're reading old texts like that. But he wrote me. that. He wrote this other guy named Solomon Kane. He wrote all these different characters, and he wrote westerns. I mean, the guy, all he did was write. Yeah. You know, and he, he would send them to these pulp, you know, the pulp books that were put out, stories, magazines. Yeah. And that's how he made a living, living with his mom, because his mom had, got sick, and he had to stay home and take care of her and write. Um, he's a weirdo that would wear a sombrero around Cross Plains, Texas, or, <laughs> you know, he's just, he was an eccentric dude. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, God, he was young. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't know, he might have been 27 only when he, or maybe he was 30. Yeah. But his mom died or they, he realized his mom was going to die and he walked out to his car, grabbed his pistol out of it and shot himself in the head. Holy crap. And there's some people that have, some of the people that were making a living off of him were trying to make it that he had this kind of weird relationship with his mother. Yeah. But I listened to a podcast called Imaginary Worlds. And this guy, he, 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 
Wow, this is the most I've ever talked. Uh, <laughs> no, he I'm, goes I'm, into. I'm enthralled by it, so keep and going. I'm, I'm glad because I've been wanting to do a Conan episode for the Bibliophile Adventure, so I'll just do it here and people yeah. can. Well, you can uh, you can always do it in both places because yeah, you know, people that listen to us don't necessarily listen to Bibliophile. That's true. People that listen to Bibliophile don't. And I'm not. And a lot of this, I'm just doing off the top of my head. So yeah. But um, and I came unprepared this week, so I came prepared. I, was I have like, a, I have a preach. I have a question for you. Okay, a couple of questions. I want to show you something else. Um, anyhow, but the he was a depressive person. Anyhow, yeah, a lot of well, everybody is. I mean, I have I've, I've had my own history of being really down in the dumps and. Yeah, I'm not. I'm talking bad, really bad, and yeah, you know, not not like you're gonna sit there. No, I'm not gonna shoot myself. but yeah. not that bad. But he was that. He was. He probably had some form of something like that. Um, but this guy had a really. And he was talking to some experts and stuff. And he's like, he didn't kill himself because his mom had died. He killed himself because he was finally free. Oh, because he felt bound in a way that he had to be there to take care of her yeah because she was her his biggest supporter she's the one that told him you want to write you write. i support you in this yeah whereas a lot of parents you want to do what yeah you're going to be a musician you're going to be a painter (laughs) you want to write stories uh good luck with that no she's a supportive of him and he actually had a pretty good career yeah and then you know something happened and yeah he he, he killed himself well, which can. is unfortunate because he was young and he created oh, this whole yeah. body of work sounds like he built an entire world one of those truly gifted what i always like to call the truly gifted ones that can actually take a world that you're currently living in yeah. and take it and flip it around and be like, this is my world that I've created now. Right? And what really saddens me is, like I said, he was, he was <sighs> friends through correspondence with H.P. Lovecraft. And yeah. You know, they would do long letters and it'd be like actual correspondence, not like Twitter texts. Yeah. That. Not like, Hey, how are you? He, uh, and they, they change ideas. They'd argue like, um, Howard had this idea about barbarism is the natural state of man civilization is actually just kind of a corrosive yeah. thing um this true closer to the state of nature is where we actually are gonna end up back again someday or something i'm probably people are probably like you don't know what you're talking about i don't <laughs> but i kind of do I, I i follow this closely yeah um i'm trying to constantly keep up with it because i found it fascinating but um his dream, according to Lovecraft, because he wrote like a little obituary thing or something somewhere that got published. His dream was to write a novel, a historical novel about Texas. Oh, really? Real Texas, real Comanche Indians, real Kiowa, which would have been amazing because he oh, had God, a perspective. Yeah. You know, and he had, and he was ahead of his time in that he did have strong female characters. Yeah. That, yeah, he also had the heroine, the, 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 Almost like quote princess that had to be saved and Conan, and uh, but also he. But he, I mean, like what story back then didn't? But though, at the same like, time, on the flip side, he did have strong. He did have strong women. Yeah, that were kind of ahead of their times. So I highly recommend if you can find it still that imaginary world. It's called uh, the Man Behind the Sword or something like that. The episode. Okay, it's fascinating because yeah. in one little episode of like 30, 40 minutes, this guy come kind of covers everything about Conan. Okay, and Howard and it's that a, a podcast or is it's a, a podcast, Imaginary Worlds. Okay, and I don't remember the guy's name. Cool, but um, that and Vincent D'Onofrio made a movie about the life of Robert E. Howard. Really, 
Um, God, I can't remember the name of it, but just look up Vincent D'Onofrio if you're interested in it. it was, it's like a little small budget independent movie. Yeah. Um, he plays Howard and, uh, God, I can't remember the lady's name that plays his. He had one like almost girlfriend relationship that we know of in his life. That yeah. was a school teacher. She later, Novelin Price was the actual person's <clears throat> name. I can't remember the name of the actress that played it. Huh. So now, there, you've got me to say the most words I've ever said at once. <laughs> but yeah, see, I, see, I, I am in the Kona. I'm passionate yeah. about it. Oh, I God, love yeah. talking about no, it. No, dude, that's awesome, man. Um, I just wish they'd make a good movie Yeah, about it, because I don't think any of them are See, I, I didn't see the last one that came out that was kind of like, was that just kind of like a reboot or whatever? It was an was attempt it kinda... at a reboot. And, you know, I, I just said none of, I don't think any of them are good. I don't, I take that back. Yeah. I'm. I've enjoyed them. I like, go no. I, mean, I will go back if I have the time, and I'm. You know, I can't watch. My wife would not appreciate watching Conan movies. So yeah, it's one of those things I got to watch when on my own. I love it. Yeah, it's one of those guilty pleasures, man. Those guilty pleasures movies. I can sit there and go like Conan the Destroyer and Conan the Barbarian. Like those were the two that they did, right? Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, <laughs> and then the last one, and Conan Grace, the Barbarian, Grace Jones was, was in um, one of them too. Was Jason Momoa. Uh, yeah, okay. Was that Jason Momoa that was playing it? Yeah. Okay. I loved it just because uh, more Conan. Oh, um, God, yeah. It, was it a great movie? It is what it is. Yeah. It's a Conan movie. I still don't think they've captured it for film. I think Momoa was the best as far as his look and portrayal. I think he was closest to what Conan probably was yeah. in, in Howard's mind. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I need to check it out. <clears throat> I haven't never seen the newest one, but of course I've seen the Arnold, the Arnold's ones. But that's, see, that's classic though. Yeah. So you can't, you can't hate on it. Oh yeah. And James Earl Jones was in those yes, movies, man. Yes. It had Darth Vader in it. Now, that was one thing that drew me in whenever I was a kid. Whenever I heard that voice, I was like, whoa, who's, that's Vader that's talking here. And I, I swear to God, I think it's, I think it was the first one that had James Earl Jones because it shows Conan, you know, from childhood and he's, you know, the, 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 the bad guys come in and destroy their village, yeah. and he gets taken captive. He's crucified yeah, when he's, he's older. Shows him, like, you know, pr- pushing the wheel with yeah. all the kids, and then all of a sudden, like, more kids keep dropping off till it's just him, and just it's him. now Arnold, and it's pushing the freaking wheel. And yeah. I swear to God, that whole line of, like, two snakes like this yeah. was written just so that way Arnold could stand there and flex the entire Flexes. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, here, we're going to show you, Arnold. You see you bringing all that up, and I'm like, yeah, that's not bad. No, it's not, dude. It was freaking fun, man. Like, yeah. And that's the thing, like. That that also gets you to thinking about all the like fantasy style movies that was done back in like the eighties and things that like were that. Rip not rip offs. They were started by Conan. Oh yeah, Frenzy. Um, because why, why do you think He Man was created? Oh God, yeah. The whole He Man toy line was created in that. Uh, Paul well, bought a ten dollar box of comics, pulled a bunch of them out. He sent me several from the like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, they're all. Other like DC attempts at doing their own version of a Conan character. Really? Um, <laughs> oh, what was the DC version of that character's name too? I've I heard remember. it before and I can't think of what it is. Well, there's one that was, uh, he's had that was called, a uh, War Leader? God, I looked at it. I was like, Oh, I never heard of that before. War- yeah. Warlord by yeah. DC. Um, which I looked it up. Oh, sword and sorcery, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. Everything sword and sorcery. Oh, God. Yeah. That was being fed, and it goes back to Frank Frazetta, though. Yeah. His imagery, his artwork is what sold. Oh, dude. The books. Yeah. And it, dude, 
it just kind of makes you wonder, like, a how many like conversion vans had Frank Fazetta style oh, artwork so painted on the side so of it? Many. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> who was it? There's somebody did a was it somebody did a, a TV show and they said that they had a wreck because there was the van pulled up beside them with the barbarian and a half naked lady on it and they were too busy staring at the mural and had a wreck. I but anyways, yeah, no, uh, oh, crap, man, I totally lost my train of thought with that. But Frank Fazetta and, and, and his, his artwork. Oh, I'm right there with you, dude. I'd see it as a kid and I'd get pulled in by it because it was just so fantasal. Fantasal? Is that a, that's not a word. I totally just I made like that, that up. Word, I, I did, I do too. Like that's the reason why it sounds fantasal. good. Yeah. Fantasal. No, you not know what you're talking that's about. That's a Davism. Fantastic. Oh God. Yeah. Or whatever. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mesmerizing. Yeah. Exactly. I want to smell fant- fantasy. And like full of fantasy in the one word. So that's why I came up with fantasful, fantiful. I don't fantiful. know, man. Yeah. Like fantiful. Whatever I said five minutes ago. <clears throat> but it's like yeah. all that old artwork for like D and D books, the, 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 the uh, dragon Lance covers, Dude. the artwork that I did for all the old, like the old, those, all the old books oh, are yeah. amazing. Dude, the, my, those. I'll sit here and say the whole reason why I bought the Red Box edition, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the whole reason why I bought the Red Box of D&D back in the day, it's not because I knew what D&D was. It's because I so loved fantasy-style artwork. Yeah. And I saw that D&D box set, and I picked it up and looked at it, and it said role-playing game. I didn't know what the hell a role-playing game was. No. But I saw games, and I saw Dragon, and I was like, this is awesome. I'm buying this. And yeah. that's that's how the whole D and D thing started. Like yeah. for me, for you, to yeah. Get sucked in. Well, that's same with me. The reason I first picked up those Loyal Alexander, uh, the Book of Three, which is the first book, and the Chronicles of Pridang, yeah, which is based on Welsh mythology. A lot of people get so he was just copying Tolkien. No, he wasn't. He was copying Welsh mythology, <laughs> right? Not Tolkien's mythology. Um, sorry, I. Gets me mad. <laughs> Don't talk bad about Lloyd. He's he's the right. but the artwork. I can go show you next time you're over the artwork on those big trade paperback Dell paperbacks. Yeah, was amazing. Oh God, yeah. You know, I've, I've actually that's another reason. Yeah, I'd show me those ones. Yeah, the art is just I amazing. I would like. I'd like. I just I need to make a print of this. Yeah, and have. And I could have kicked myself yesterday because I told you I went to trade days and was looking around. Yeah. This guy, he has a bunch of prints. A lot of the prints are like from old time life magazines, big stuff, advertisements and stuff. But he had, once I saw Frank Frazetta, I'm like, oh, wow. So I went and he had a ton of them. Prints. Really? Prints. Frank Frazetta prints for eight bucks. Oh, wow. And I narrowed it down to like three. I was like, I think I should get one. I didn't do it. I, yeah. That's one of the, I, where am I gonna hang it? Did you mark? Did you like mentally mark where that booth was? Oh, I know where it is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna Hopefully, kick myself. I, sh- I want to. I should have got. There's one I wanted because you said dragon. Yeah, and it's not a Conan like one, but it is a young guy with a sword, and there's this dragon in the shadows coming out. Oh, cool! And it's all motion and movement. And see, dude, you throw dragons, you throw swords on something. I'm gonna dig it. That that's just me. That's goes back to a young, super young Dave. Like, I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's because they always, maybe it relates somehow to, to dinosaurs or something like Probably. that. Probably. Because I always thought dinosaurs were super kids cool. love dinosaurs. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, why is it that kids like dinosaurs? Is it the power, the large? 
the the size of them. I don't know. I don't know. That would be something. Question. Yeah, that would be something to, There's gotta to be kind of find out. Reason for it? Oh God, it has to. It's just like why is it that some kids like their favorite character like. And this is going to go to Star Wars because I'm one that's talking about it. But like, you'll see like a group of kids and say there's 15 kids, at least five of those kids, their favorite character out of Star Wars is going to be Darth Vader. And then, you know, say three of them, their favorite character is going to be Luke and another three, their favorite character is going to be Ray and another three. But always, there's always a big majority of them that love. The bad guy that loved yeah, why Darth Vader. That? Yeah. Cause that wasn't us when no. we were little. I was like you. I was like, I imagine myself being Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker, Indiana Jones or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Indiana Jones, same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I remember be... Steven was a huge fan of Darth Vader whenever we were kids though. That makes sense though with him. Yeah. <laughs> right. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. Why? Why are people. Same thing you can say about Boba Fett. Oh, why God. Are people yeah. so enamored with Boba Fett when well, he's not a good guy. No, he's not. And, it, well, his, and he didn't have any lines. His whole thing was that he was, he looked cool. You know, like, I think he had like a total of like three minutes of screen time and like five lines. And he that just was looked it. cool. Yeah. He yeah. knew how to handle himself. Yeah. He just looked cool. Yeah. He didn't have to say anything. No, exactly. Because he, his, you know, his most notable lines are, he's worth a lot to me or whatever, you know. He's like the guy, the two brothers on, cause I've been rewatching Breaking Bad. He's like the two brothers on Breaking Bad. <laughs> they don't say anything. Yeah. And I don't think the entire series. Oh, yeah. And they don't need to. No. I, I just started up Breaking Bad yesterday, Did you? by the way. Yeah. Started back over at episode one. I was like, all right, cool. Well, let's, let's do a, a so you're on a, the first season. We're, yeah. we're on third season. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I forgot, I, f- I forgot about how much I forgot about the series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I gotta tell you right now, I hate Walt. <sighs> yeah. Rewatching it. I think I felt sympathy for him in the first time i watched it and you want to see him get away with it but he's like the worst character oh yeah he's terrible person and i'm sorry he's dying and he i respect the fact he's dying and wants to provide for his family he's he's, yeah i was about to say the only his most uh his most i don't know one that's depressed sorry his his most uh redeeming quality is that he's doing this for his family that is his most and only redeeming quality is that he's doing this heinous act. But that's not why he keeps doing it. The, no, the reason why he keeps doing it is because he gets addicted to the high from not the drug, yeah. but from all the adrenaline that comes along with doing it. The, you've already, the narrow is, escapes. You've already seen it, so this is not me spoiling <clears throat> yeah. it. Yeah. But when he takes down Tuco, yeah. he walks in there by himself and says, Tuco, you're giving me this money and you're giving me an extra 15000 Oh, well, yeah, why? And he throws down that formalda, some, for whatever, whatever stuff mercury. that explodes. Yeah. And Tuco's like, yeah, give him his money. And he walks out and he gets in the car and that's when he broke bad a hundred percent. It's like, oh yeah, he just, there's the most, he was the first time he ever felt alive. I think. Yeah. And, he, well, and it, it even starts with that with the very first episode. Yeah. He has little moments that is like, it, and it, where it just builds and builds and builds. It's pretty clever whenever you think about it, because it's like, it's one of those things that like you never really catch until maybe you've seen the show like, um, quite a few times. But like, you notice the little hits, like the first episode, the kids are making fun of his son while he's in the, and I wouldn't, yes. I, I wouldn't know this unless I just hadn't just, just watched, watched the episode it. just yesterday, but the kids are making fun of his son while they're trying on pants. And he's like, doo, doo, 
do look at my big boy pants, mommy, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, making fun of And Walt gets pissed kid, off, yeah. and he, instead of going out of the front door, he goes out the side or out of the back or whatever. Like, where's that going? Yeah. <clears throat> and he comes back in, and you see it. Like, he's changed characters. Yeah. He's already... It's he's, like it's like a Clark Kent stepping out the back, and here comes Superman. Exactly, exactly. Except for you know, instead of it being Walter White, it's now Heisenberg. Even yeah. though he hasn't invented the character of Heisenberg Not yet, yet, but that's yeah. what you're right. Yeah, it was already there. It's he, just he becomes more it's just and little more. Hits. Yeah, there's a scene. This is again. I'm sorry, but you're you're going to begin. Doctor Jekyll to and Mister Hyde. This part where um they're having a celebration party and they're drinking and he's drinking too much and he's Heisenberg there. Yeah, he's got this whole power thing problem with his brother-in-law Hank. Oh yeah, and he's like, my son, my house, my liquor, drink junior and all this and so he gives his son three shots of tequila 15 year old that hasn't yeah, had a drink ever in the pool yeah and yeah 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 see that's a good show though and it is it man. took me to the last episode of the last the first season for me to say okay this is where i got hooked yeah for back originally and then like the first episode or two of season three is when it's like okay this is when they realize they're going next level they're really going to stick with this to some weird end. Yeah. I found a, these. I saw that, man. I was, cents. I, I was wondering, I, I was sitting here and I was like, Michael's got CDs on the table. I was about to ask you about it, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Ooh, I see some. So there's Master of Puppets by Metallica. Cinderella rocked, wired, and blues, the greatest hits. And the reason I brought these out, and this is Pyromania, Dude, Def, Leppard. Def Leppard, Pyromania. Like, out of Def Leppard albums, the one that everybody always remembers is Hysteria. Mm-hmm. Dude, Pyromania is just equally as good an oh, album absolutely. as what Hysteria is. Yes. Hysteria is just because, like, dude, they had so many hits off of Hysteria. Like, somebody out there is going like, oh, my God. I can't believe y'all are spending time talking about Def Leppard. And I'm like, dude, I still love Def, Lep- Def Leppard. I don't care. I'll sit here and talk about, <laughs> you want to talk, they're going to say, oh my God, Def Leppard. <laughs> I can sit here for 30 minutes and talk about Cinderella. <laughs> I absolutely love that band, but really, we, we're not. <clears throat> yeah. I got into, I got into Cinderella, but not as much as what I did like Def Leppard and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Def Leppard. I got to see them once. Yeah. yeah uh, and on one of their like more recent tours and like the, 2000s yeah i would like to see them sometime i've never gotten a chance to see them well dude you wanted to come up here but the reason i've wanted to show you these and i'm doing an experiment okay i all i do now is stream my music or i download the mp3 version to my phone and listen to it yeah i bought this i was playing this cinderella first song on it's called night songs okay from their first album And I'm listening to it and I'm like, man, this sounds really good. Like, I mean, not that the music is good, which I think it is, but yeah. the sound quality is like, this sounds really good at sound quality. Yeah. It's deep. And, and then I turned on my Amazon music. I said, I'm going to do a test. I started night songs on the CD, listened to about half the song, turned on Amazon Prime music, played the song, and it's like, didn't have that quality. Yeah. The, the, the depth and the, I don't know. I'm not a sound. You could probably explain it better. There's a flatness to the sound. And I think that's just due to, uh, I think that's due to the streaming, uh, that it has to compress the file so much 
and then whenever it's coming across and it's being transferred and blah 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 blah, that it winds up losing some of the the richness, well, I've the always fullness heard of it. That <clears throat> I've heard Neil Young talk yeah. about how this MP3 stuff is ruining music. Oh, dude, totally. And it, it really that this little tiny test was like wow I I'm gotten so used to having listening to it like this I am you're missing something yeah hold on cat attack yeah you need to take you to the doctor no the gray one Luke here jumped up and he pulled a Severo to where instead of latching onto my arm he latched onto my, his claw was hung into my shirt just oh then. god and so I was having to try to get him unhung from my shirt while he's sitting there hanging. Anyways, so I'm sorry. Go back to no, you well, said Neil Young MP3. He said the yeah. He says you're 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 not hearing it. You're not. You're hearing not, music. dude. You're not. And like I think that's the reason why a lot of people are reverting back to going to vinyl. You know my thing with vinyl. Yeah. Like I can totally get behind vinyl whenever it's something that's been recorded like back in the 60s and 70s and maybe even early 80s, all the way up to like the mid 80s somewhere in there before they started doing like digital recording and all like this type of crap. Before they started mastering stuff, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> what, well, like you have uh you have the raw recording and then they send it out to be mastered and what they do is they sit there and they take all those levels and they push them to the extreme oh. and then back them off just a wee bit to where they're not peaking everything. Yeah. And it just drives me up the wall that we've perfected recording to a point to where like you can take a pen and drop it on this glass table here and it'll pick it up and it'll sound good. Like you, yeah. you'll be able to hear it. And then we take that medium that we've recorded on and we transfer it to a medium that's not very good to vinyl because people like to hear the hisses and pops yeah. of the record. Yeah. Now, whenever I say like older music, you can do that with just fine because of the way it was recorded, it was recorded analog. Yeah. It was recorded on an old, probably double reel system, taking a tape from one reel and then recording it, the sound onto it onto the other reel. That's totally fine. You know, it's imperfect way of recording. Why not have an imperfect way yeah. of playing it? Gives it depth. Yeah. Gives it, uh, <clears throat> a, I won't say a sense of nostalgia, but it gives it, it, uh, I don't even know what the term is that I'm looking for, but it's, it just seems ridiculous to me to take something that you work so hard to, to record cleanly to pick up every fine detail and to fine tune it to the point to where you've created in your brain a masterpiece mm -hmm. and then you take it and you put it on a crappy format. Yeah. And I'm talking about that with vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now people have these elaborate vinyl collections and that's cool, man. Like that's awesome. But like you should be having like the Beatles white album, mm -hmm. Pink Floyd's dark side of the moon, black Sabbath, you know, I'm, I'm naming a bunch of classic rock albums. Don't go albums. get Taylor Swift's latest album. Yeah, on. don't go get Taylor Swift's, Swift's class, classic last album or, or Lady Gaga or somebody like that. Like it, it's, it's not recorded for that format, man. Yeah. It's just not. Never really thought about it like that, but you're right. I, I, I see that. Yeah. So like I said, there's, there's little things like that that drive me up the wall where you'll be at a concert and they're like, yeah, man, you can go stop by the, the merch booth and pick up our latest album on vinyl, blah, blah. Dude, we got a lot of planes flying over today. Uh -huh. And it's like, 
<laughs> Sorry, I totally just broke broke off what the hell I'm ranting about. And it's just like, what the devil, dude? Like there was a there was a prop plane flying this way and then there was a jet going over and I'm like, this oh, is that just That reminds crazy. me of breaking bad. I know it, right? <laughs> Boom. Oh, that's right, dude. That's like I have so nightmares much harsh about that. Things, so many harsh things in it. Oh, I know it. The I'm, whole reason the whole reason I'm sorry I'm the whole reason I wanted to start watching Breaking Bad because I did watch El Camino. Yeah, but this is the perfect. You started. Have you watched El Camino? Yet? I have not. Good. I have so not. just watch Breaking Bad and then watch El Camino because it's going to be a perfect fit. Yeah, that's the plan. Until the Mandalorian comes out on Tuesday. Oh then, yeah. Then once the Mandalorian comes out on Tuesday, I'll probably watch that like five or six times, and it'll just be all call you and Steven and be like, "Oh my god." Oh God! I mean, like, hold your phone up to the TV and then you watch the with you, <laughs> right? Just like y'all come over, come over on Sunday and we'll watch it. I got, a, and I got another question for you. All right, I made you listen to it. I'm not, we're not going to say the person's name, or we're not going to say the name of the podcast because I don't. I want do, to. I do because I want to see if those want to do a crossover and actually have a chat. I'm like, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I think it'd be fun. My cousin, yeah, does. A, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a critic up in Chicago for a website. And, uh, she follows the TV and entertainment and movies and entertainment industry. <laughs> and I, she does a podcast with a, I don't know if they work together or if they're just friends. And I can't even remember the name of it. It's Hollywood Reed. Hollywood uh, Reed. I think that's the name of it. And Maybe they had, and they, I mean, she's, my cousin's super smart, uh, super knowledgeable. But they started talking about Star Wars, and I enjoyed listening to the conversation because I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know as much as you, and I, I don't know as much as they do about like they do about the industry and business yeah. side of it. Um, but there was one part of it that I was like, Dave's head's gonna explode when she <laughs> says one sentence. But I think you got more upset maybe some other stuff than because the thing I was thinking about because her point is Star Wars is too small of a story to maintain a franchise. Yeah. And that's when I messaged her. I said, "I'm going to have my cousin Dave listen to this." <laughs> See, I don't, because, I, don't think I, I don't think I made it that far in because I, because yeah, that's what her yeah. main point was: is they're not going to be able to maintain it. They're going to have to switch because it's 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 the empire against. You got to have the empire and the uh, what's the, the rebellion. The rebellion. You got to have the the upstart rebellion guy. The you know plucky rebellious guys. Yeah. And the empire. Or there's no story for Star Wars. You don't have to. That's what I wanted. To, <laughs> that's that's like, what I said. See, you didn't even get that like, far. Yeah, but like, that's like. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm my response to her. I mean, I, I don't know. How did they have hundreds of? And maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm being silly. How did they have hundreds and hundreds of expanded universe novels? Yeah, are they all that empire against the plucky? No, no, no. In fact, a lot. Of, I mean, there's some. There's. I will. I will say there's some. There's quite a few that is, you know, rebellion versus empire and all like this good stuff. But the train's about to blow his whistle here in just a second. There he goes. I knew it. Like I could tell by where it was that he's about to hit that horn. <laughs> well, one of the first books I still like, have the book. Yeah. As a Han Solo adventure from the written in the late seventies, early eighties by Alan Dean Foster. Yeah. Man. Orange cover with Han on the cover. I read that when I was a kid. I'm like. Was that Splinter of the Mind's Eye? No, no, that's uh, a, it's a, it's just Han being the smuggler. Yeah, well, there was, there was Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and then there's, uh, what's the other one? Um, 
There's like two or three of those from back in the seventies. And the, the whole reason why they did that is because they weren't sure if the, uh, the, the series was going to be able to continue on. Like, and then of course, you know, it had its box office and it like broke insane numbers and all like this good stuff. But there was a splinter of the mind's eye and then there's something else. But there's, dude, there's a ton of Star Wars books that don't even deal with the Empire at all. Like they'll have like remnants of the Empire, but, it's basically like the New Republic is what they kind of move into in, in the Legends the, the, before the Disney acquisition. Yeah. And they have, like, different... Lord, they even have this whole different uh, race of beings that comes in that's called the Yuzan Vong that kind of have, like, a... Uh, like, their, their ships and things like that are kind of organic and stuff like that. It's kind of weird, but... I see what... Yeah, you're right. What's that? Uh, and I was wrong about the writer. It's Brian Daly. Oh, okay. Han Solo Adventures, um, Star's End. Oh, yeah. Han Solo at Star's in End. 1979. Yeah. The one I found and read was Han Solo's Revenge. Oh, okay. 1979. And then Han Solo and the Lost Legacy, 1980. Yeah. And then there's also, like you said, Splinter... Splinter of the Mind's Eye. 78. Yeah. And that was gonna, yeah, like you said, that was gonna be the that was the basis for the original uh, of of like if they weren't able to if go, they weren't do, able to do the big budget next movie, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's also a Lando Calrissian trilogy in the early '80s too. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm sure I've heard of that one, but I can't think of the last names of them right now. Like that was after Return of the Jedi, though, right? Because uh, I think 1983. Okay, yeah. So, and Jedi released in '83, or May of '83. So it would have been would have been around around the same time that Jedi, probably after Jedi released, is my thinking on that. Well, I want to say like the other books really started because then the uh, Timothy Zahn released his series. Yeah, that came out afterwards. That was everybody. Keep saying that, well, it was condoned by George Lucas and that was supposed to be canon and all like this. And it's like, no, it wasn't. Never was. Oh, <laughs> like, <really>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and that's the Thrawn, the Thrawn series. It was the, uh, Heir to the Empire. I think was the name of it. Heir to the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's fun. It's fun, but it's, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to say anything bad about it because I'm not too keen on it yeah because i don't really like thrawn as a character but that's just me i know a lot of star wars folk like live and die by admiral thrawn they think he's like the greatest thing in the world you know and 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 and, uh dave filoni loves thrawn that's the reason why he threw him in rebels yeah so i can't say anything about it you know if if filoni likes it then i'm like oh cool maybe my opinion's wrong on thrawn but I still don't like Thrawn all that much. See, now I have no opinion at all because I haven't really, I've not yeah. that into that. There's like this whole like weird thing with the heir to the empire where this, is, there's this other Jedi that's like Master Sabayoth or something like that or whatnot. Really? Yeah. And he's, I can't remember what it is. He tries to do something with Luke, like lead, lead, tries to like lead Luke away or something. I don't know. And Thrawn's got like a pet Islamare or something like that. It kind of like creates like a force bubble to where you can't like, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's weird. 
I'm not even going to try to get into yeah. it because I'm not that well versed. It's been a while since I've read those, but they were they're fun. You know, they're not the greatest books, but that's how a lot of the Star Wars books are. And like, I'm I mean, like, the question I would like to pose back would be like, well, what, what, what story is large enough to build a franchise off of? Would that's that just furious. be DC and Marvel then, or whatever? Like. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. You know, because that's the case. I mean, because, like, I don't know, because I don't look at the the events of something that's happening as the ability to build a, uh, a franchise off of. I mean, and you can't say that it's not a big enough story to build a franchise off of whenever it was already done like that beforehand. And it was done just by, like... It blew up, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like you create a world. I don't see how you can't not. I don't know, man. Like, I, I it breaks my head. Well, what did you think about the whole? Uh, did you get as far as when she's talking about the Obi Wan uh-uh. movie? She's like, no. What's the point of this? That whole. What's the point of doing an Obi Wan? Well, it's because series because all he's going to be doing is hanging out in the desert watching Luke grow up. Well. Uh, possible but then again what type of dangers could have come to try to attack one of the offspring of anakin skywalker you know i'm sure vader knew that they were out there somewhere yeah there's all kinds of stories that could have well happened. not only that the emperor and the emperor and vader knew well, there is a kenobi. that obi-wan and obi-wan and yoda were still alive there is a kenobi novel <clears throat> yeah set that tells a that story dude, and i that. will say that is like one of the best freaking star wars novels out there the Obi-Wan's novel, freaking great, dude. Love that book. <coughs> See, that, that's no disrespect to her, but that, 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 and this was used with some other stuff. Like when they said, when they did Rogue One or they did Solo, it's like, there's no, there's nothing at stake. So yeah. why do it? Cause well, you know the, the end lives. game. You know the end game yeah. is Solo's gonna be alive at the end of Solo. You know, it's, it's like that with a lot of <clears throat> books and movies, though. I mean, more than likely, your hero of the movie is going to survive. Like, unless you take Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Yeah. You take Indiana Jones for into account. Another Lucas property. The movie is called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark or, or, well, I guess it'd be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Because the first one's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. You know, Indiana Jones is going to survive. Yeah. That's all there is to it. It's going to survive. You know, he's, he's going to live. Bob's your uncle, you know, but that's Harry Potter. Harry Potter's going to survive no matter what, you know, more than likely his friends are as well. You know, like the only one that, I, you know, that I can think of that was like you said, George R. R. Martin, George R. R. Martin. Nobody's safe with that. He could take the character that, that you know, he could call Pierce it Pierce Brown, the, yeah. George R. R. Martin, Pierce Brown. Yeah, kill everybody yeah exactly. Love. Yeah. You know, George R. R. Martin could probably call his series like the Ned Stark series and, Kill him off in the first ten page, pages of the page book. Page two. Yeah, Ned page Stark two. Is decapitated. <laughs> Ned's dead, baby. <laughs> Ned's dead. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I would actually like to to talk with him. Like, I don't like I'm. I'm. I, I, it's not a hostile thing at no, all. So it's just a disagreement. I, I just I would just like to talk to see where they're coming from with their points and things like. You that. You need to because, listen like, to the whole thing though. Yeah. Well, and like I started to, and like, dude, I've just been so busy at work. Like, apparently, Singapore really needs helicopters right now. Oh. So, 
Was that is that something we should <laughs> should we not be letting? I don't know. Like, <laughs> they, 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 they are CH forty seven. So oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep that. Out. Nah, nah, you ain't gonna have to bleep it out. Nobody listens to us anyway. So. Um, well, that's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm sure somebody somewhere listens to us, but yeah, they they don't care. Michael, my buddy Michael in Germany is listening. And, yeah, and and I think Dennis yeah. in Missouri. So those are who I imagine the, listening the, to the us. Because I know Paul doesn't listen, so yeah. I, I can I can say anything I want to about him, and no one will know. I forgot I was going to record with Paul sometime. Yeah, he'd love to. I know it's supposed to. I can't that remember. Would what the... thrill me to have you record with Paul. <laughs> you and him butting oh, heads would be. Amazing! Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he, yes. This is how you try to talk Star Wars with him because he. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what it was that we had talked about at one point in time. Where like he was like, "Oh, we should record together sometime." I was like, "Dude, that'd be awesome." I'm always game to record. Yeah. It's just, dude, my work schedule since April has been ten hour days, Monday through Friday, and then usually like Saturday. Now it's a Saturday and Sunday. And I'm pretty much going to work straight through to Thanksgiving just because, like, I want money, one. But two is because we got to get the crap out. And like like I said, Singapore needs helicopters, I guess, or something Singapore, like that. Singapore, that's the name of the episode. Singapore <laughs> needs helicopters. Singapore needs helicopters. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but yeah. Sing- I will say another interesting thing that they brought up later on in their discussion was about the streaming services. Yeah. And the business side of that and how Disney's coming out with theirs. And it's going to pretty much probably end up being Disney Netflix butting heads because they're not, you know, and this is, and I, I don't know, they, this is where they, I think they get their bread and butter because they follow the industry closely. It's like, how sustainable are all these streaming services? Because they all can't, everybody's not going to get all of them. Unless- no, no, exactly. And that's what I was actually talking to somebody about that the other day. I was like, because I was like, ah, oh, well, if you just do Disney Plus by itself, it's only seven dollars or you can pay sixty four ninety nine for the year or whatever. Yeah. And then you know, somebody made the point they're like, Yeah, but then you've got like six dollars or seven dollars here, you got twelve dollars here, eleven dollars here, sixteen dollars here, next thing you know, you're paying a hundred dollars a month somebody, for all these different services. Somebody shared a picture as a list of every service. Yeah. If you wanted like the cream of the crop, you wanted to be able to access anything, including the Disney, Netflix it's like 70 something bucks. Yeah. And then you got to pay for your internet. Yeah. Provider, however you get it to watch that. And there goes, okay, you're cutting cable. Yeah. To save money, I guess is a lot, one of the reasons people do it, but you're, now you're not. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I'm prime example of that because I, I still have cable turned on here, but that's mainly just for, so I can watch my sports. Yeah. Because I love my Dallas Mavericks and I love my Dallas Cowboys. How about the Mavericks? <clears throat> Dude, they've been... They've that been... kid is good, isn't Dude, he? Oh, my God. Luka... Did you watch the game against uh, the Lakers? Yes, I did. Yeah. Two that was triple doubles? Dude, that was so... Like, he... uh The youngest player to reach uh 10 triple doubles... The youngest player to reach 10, tip, 10 triple doubles. Kid's phenomenal, dude. Yeah. Kid is absolutely phenomenal. Like, he's on the verge almost every night of getting a triple double. Like, it's insane, dude. I haven't seen the likes of this. Like, I love Dirk. Dirk was, <clears throat> Dirk is like kind of one of the players that got me into really watching basketball. I always yeah. liked basketball. 
But Dirk was kind of like one of those that like made the Mavericks on the map, put the Mavericks on the map. You know, you had Brad Davis and <clears throat> Rule Blackman and, and, and all like that back in the day that kind of helped. But they, well, never, they were the foundation. Uh, they were the foundation. They tried. Yeah. They had one close call. Yeah. Beat LA. Yeah. And they, they couldn't beat LA. They couldn't beat LA. Well, who could? Yeah. I mean, that was a Showtime Except Lakers, Pistons, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that the was, Celtics. Yeah. That was a Showtime Lakers, man. That was, you know, you're talking Kareem and freaking Magic and, and Magic Kareem and, and, uh, and James Worthy and yeah. Byron Scott. Yeah, dude. Those teams back then. I loved watching them play. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, it's just like watching. Uh, Jordan and Pippen and those guys with, with the Bulls. And, seemed effortless. Yeah. And like, like you were saying just a second ago with the, with the Celtics with Bird and, and, uh, Kevin McHale and, and all those cats that were there, man. Like, they all had different styles. Oh, of yeah. Play, but it was almost when they, when everything was working right for each one of those teams, it's like no one could stand a chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you got Larry Bird couldn't jump over a piece of paper, but he was. <laughs> His clutch. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. He was killer, dude. He was. I mean, <clears throat> whatever I think of Larry Bird, I think the the unrelenting unrelenting threes, man. Yeah, like uh, the dude was just phenomenal. Just from random. from range, like oh yeah. And then you got Lurch, Kevin McHale. <clears throat> oh yeah, he was amazing. Robert Parrish, Chief. <laughs> oh my God, see that's my basketball memories go back yeah. to the early because that's when the Mavericks came on. I mean, they started in the eighties. Oh yeah, when I started watching them, and uh, yeah, that, well, I think their first season was in like 1980. Yeah, was was their first season. I'm pretty sure. Brad Davis. Yeah, Brad Davis, Rolando Blackman, Roy Tarpley, Roy uh, Tarpley, Roy Tarpley, case. Kevin Donald, uh, not Kevin Donaldson, uh, James Donaldson, James Donaldson. I loved him. Yeah, slow, strong. Oh, dude, massive. You did not move that man. Oh God, no. He wasn't going to give you many, but six points a game, but he'd give you your. T- I'm sorry, everybody. We're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Harper. Derek Harper. I loved him. Oh, yeah. Except he had that one. He'd never lived down that they thought. I think they were, they were playing the Lakers as a playoff game. Yeah. And he thought they were ahead. So he dribbled the ball out. Yeah. He dribbled around the court and wouldn't let anybody have the ball. And they were down. <laughs> Went down. And he thought they I think won they were the down game. by like a point or something like they that. They lost the game because he didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, it gets brought up all the time because he's one of the the the, the announcers on TV. Yeah, him, <laughs> him and Mark Followell. He's one of the, but he's still one of the best point guards oh, God, in my yeah. memory. For uh, I loved him. Yeah, and they never let him leave it. Let it, you know, let him live down the fact that he got traded to the Knicks either or something. Yeah, like that, I hated too. seeing that. I yeah, hated, I hated it when Aguirre went to Detroit. Yeah, but he wanted to go to Detroit apparently because Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Cause everybody knew that Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson were best friends, but there was a third member of that friendship was Mark Aguirre. Yeah. They were all best friends. Oh, you know, yeah. especially Thomas and Aguirre, I think. But yeah. Oh man. See, I can say here and we could do a whole podcast but over old, ba- old basketball. We could, and then no one would listen to that, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> I'm I don't sure care. somebody would somewhere, but, yeah. uh, Harry Potter Harry brought Potter. up. Yeah. Did you start doing the audio books of Harry Potter? I have the first audio book of Harry Potter, but I haven't listened to it yet because I also, because I'm, I wanted to finish up the Dresden files before I jumped in on something new. Yeah. So I'm actually on the last book. I'm at the end of the last book of the Dresden files right now, skin Sweet. game. Sweet. So I probably have like maybe two, maybe three hours of skin game. And then I've got <clears throat> that forgotten realms. The crystal shard, or yeah, is it the crystal shard? 
It's the first book yeah, of Crystal the uh, Shard. Yeah, it's the first book of the Driz, Drizzt or Drizzt or however you pronounce his uh, name. Just call it what you want. Yeah, the, Drizzt or yeah. Well, well, yeah, I was going to wait until I hear it pronounced in the book, so that way I can just be like, oh, well, this is how it's pronounced. Well, Crystal so. Shard, I think, is the first book that came out. Yeah, and then he went back. That was another book series I bought. Out of out of our group, me, you, and Steve, I think I bought the first book of Forgotten Realms just because I liked the cover of it. Yeah, uh, and it was like a little dwarf dude uh, who had a really badass looking battle axe and stuff like that. And it was like in the snow and stuff. He's like crouched down, and I saw that book and I bought it just because of the cover. It's Crystal Shard, yeah, and that trilogy. And then he went back. <laughs> that character of. Dritz was so big. Yeah. He went back and did a, a trilogy of, uh, like, where did, where did Dritz come from? Yeah. yeah. Homeland and Sojourn and, uh, Exile or something like that, which are all great books. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're at like almost an hour and 10 if we want to wrap it up. Ah, we can wrap it up. We can wrap it up. Watch the Mavericks because Luca does not disappoint, man. The dude is amazing. Uh, and, and even if you're a San Antonio fan, you can get behind Luka Doncic. He's freaking awesome. He's a oh god, and like they got they're doing something right over there in in Europe with grooming the young kids, man. Because you start thinking about all these young players that are coming out of out of Europe, coming over to the NBA, man. There's starting to be a lot of them, and yeah. they're freaking good. Dude. Remember when it used to be a joke? Oh yeah, to play well, teams from elsewhere, and now yeah. it's like, well, yeah, who knows if USA can win, beat them, <laughs> dude? Probably I'm telling can't. you, I'm telling you, like, it, it's it's become a change on the world basketball, you know, with with all this stuff. Like, you know, even whenever Dirk came into the league back in '98, you know, it was like, oh well, he's soft, he's a Euro, and blah blah blah, and he carried that stigma forever, and he carried that stigma basically up until after the Mavs finally won their first. Yeah. Championship. Their first Larry O'Brien trophy in 2011. <clears throat> and then that's whenever finally people started giving him respect. But it was all the way up until then. And he beat, he beat not just LeBron, but, uh, 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 I can't think of Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bosch. Yeah. He beat the big three. Mm-hmm. Dirk yeah. beat the big three whenever he had the flu. Yeah. And they were making fun of him going out on the court coughing. And Dirk, but yeah, a the, kid from Germany, a seven-footer from Germany who had a freaking amazing jump shot, who could knock down free throws like they're freaking jelly beans. That's the crazy thing about those great and, players. Yeah, and had that fadeaway shot that you couldn't block. Couldn't block it. because He's seven, seven one. Yeah. And he's got a fadeaway where he'd stick that knee out to kind of help guard him a little bit. And you couldn't block that. Couldn't guard against it. But there'd be games I remember Magic had the flu. Yeah. And, oh, God, Magic does a triple-double. Jordan's got the flu. He's dying on the sideline. He looks like he's going to fall dead, but he keeps playing, and he drops like 50-something points. Oh, God, yeah. It's almost like being sick just takes everything. Takes it to a new level. Yeah. Puts it goes a little all bit more back drive. into instinct. Oh God, yeah, and just the natural ability just takes over. Yeah, mm. yeah. Forty-one will always be my heart and soul whenever it comes to the Mavericks, but seventy-seven's climbing that rope pretty quick, man. Yeah. So and then and then they've also got Kristaps Porzingis, who's no joke either. That dude is 
tall. And then uh, Boban Marjanovic, have you seen that guy? No. Dude, check out his ears sometime, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, his ears almost look fake. They're so big. Really? Like, they are three quarters of his head. I'm not even kidding. Look up Boban Marjanovic. I'm not going to try to spell his name. Please do. <laughs> Bo. Boban Marjanovic. So while you're looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and start with the spiel and say, hey, everybody, go by www.nerdylegion.com slash audible. Sign up for your one-month free membership and your one free book. You don't have to keep the membership, but you get to keep the book, but you're going to dig it so much, you're going to wind up keeping it, and you're going to be audible junkies like me. I've been an audible customer for close to 10 years now actually over 10 years now so you must have an extensive library i do have a lot of books in my library man but it's only only it's mostly the one free book a month that i get oh good god he's got those giant serbian ears i told you dude they're ginormous he's the tallest player in the nba right now and his ears are freaking huge they almost look fake don't they yeah doesn't look real yeah so everybody out there in, in 2bt land look up boban marjanovic and check out his ears. It's insane. Uh, he's a great player, though. Hell of a shot blocker. <laughs> what Somebody is just that? Sent me that? Joey just sent me this. It's a. Uh, it looks like a Darth Vader concept. It's concept artwork for Kylo. Really? Go look a through whatever. That's pretty neat. Huh? Those are especially B. B is very. Uh, Macquarie inspired. The so last one gets close e. to what it turned into. Yeah. B, or sorry. Yeah. B. I don't know where he got that. B and E are very Macquarie inspired, man. That's really cool. Uh, anyways. Uh, sorry. NerdyLegion.com. Uh, while you're at it, go by Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That's the number two BT show. That's the number two BT show. Uh, guess what? If you want to email us, it's the same thing. 2BTShow at gmail.com. This is number 2BTShow at gmail.com. Uh, go buy iTunes or whatever blasted thing you're picking up this podcast on. Rate us, write a review. We'd love it. You know, just be kind. We like five stars. Yeah, see, Steve, four, four for Steven. Four, four for Steven, five Whenever for Michael. Steven's on, give it four. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all of it. Is Do people all? rate us? I don't know. I've I don't know. We've look. got a few ratings. We've got a few. I haven't looked. I haven't been alive. I'm not a good podcaster. <laughs> I'm not either. If we, if I was, we'd do a lot more posting on Twitter and stuff like that. But oh. the only thing we ever post on Twitter is like just a repost of the show or something. Like, hey, to this our, dropped. To our Let's ten, go out and check uh, this out, guys. Our, our ten followers, right? <laughs> Might post a, a, a stupid picture every once in a while. Oh. The cats are staring at me. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm David. I'm Michael. Two BT signing out. Adios. Adios. Prime laughs if you four wins. Laughs from his mountain. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Boo. Nerdy Legion. NerdyLegion.com.